Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, Nikki, and I am here with Joe Jenatan Palawa from The Morning Chalk Up. How's it going, Joe? All right, Nikki. How are you? I am good. This is yet another edition of the Weekly Buzz. It is our partnership with The Morning Chalk Up, where Joe is kind enough to come on and give us the highlights of what is sort of the latest and greatest in the news and headlines of all things CrossFit things in the competitive world, things in the affiliate world, in the community. And I am particularly excited to chat with you today, Joe, because I feel like we have like a, a wide variety of topics. Yeah, to for sure. About. For sure. We're hitting a lot of our boxes today. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can we start with sort of like the big news in and around the CrossFit world when it comes to what the upcoming competitive season is going to look like? Yeah, good idea. Let's start there. Last week, CrossFit released the season schedule with uh, more information than we have had up to this point for the 2024 season. And a couple of big things to note first, and this is go going to affect, I think, the most members potentially of the community, the open to quarterfinals path is now going to include not just the top 10% out of the open, but the top 25% out of the open. So top 25% qualifies for quarterfinals. So let's talk about that one. And then we'll talk about the other big year. Okay. Um, okay. A, a lot. The, these, these components of the season have been talked about a lot over the past week. So I, I think we can just hit some of, the, some of the high points in the announcement. And based on the conversations that are going around, I've seen folks who are really excited by the 25% uh, number, folks that this maybe will give them a little more inspiration to hit their training hard in the next couple of months leading up to the Open because they think they've got a chance to move on. These aren't folks that, that think they're going to go to semifinals or folks that think that they're going to be competitive against the, the top 1% of CrossFit athletes, but they want to they give it a go and, and try to say that they made quarterfinals. Obviously, from a business perspective, CrossFit needs to make money, and this can potentially bring more folks in for the next stage of the season. What do you think? I've heard a lot, a lot, like you mentioned, sort of on both sides of the coin. I've heard, great, let's open up participation. Let's make the open as inclusive as possible and maybe get a little bit more technical in quarterfinals and let people really showcase their skills. I've also heard, is this a money grab from CrossFit because they want more people to pay for registration on the on the back half of things? I personally am just vibing with it being good. I'm just vibing <laughs> with like more of the community being involved for more of the race. And I think that the people who are going to move on are going to move on. And I think that if people, if the, the 11 to 25% of people end up qualifying for quarterfinals and they don't feel like doing it, then they won't. But I don't personally see a problem in opening it up to everyone. So I just, I really like the open. I like the worldwide participation aspect of it. And mm -hmm. I think the more the merrier. That's, that's my vibe. But I do hear where everyone is mm -hmm. coming from. Like arguments on both sides of the, of the coin are fair. Yeah. I just think, I think I need to see how it plays out before I can make a real sure solid assumption on whether or not it's the right thing for us to do. Yeah, several folks have brought up, um, well, so let me put it this way. From, from an athlete's perspective, and I say that in quotes, obviously, as a as an everyday CrossFitter who does the open every year and tries hard. Some years my fitness is in better shape than it is in other years. But I like the idea. I think it's cool. I mean, I'm one of those one of those people who may have a chance to 
move on to the quarterfinals and look at a heavy barbell that I can't lift in a workout. <laughs> but look uh, at it longingly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've done that in open workouts plenty of times. So, but from a coach as a coach and as somebody who helps out a lot with my affiliate owners, I can see where this could be tough to manage a little bit. A lot of folks are going to be trying to, or at least presumably more folks are going to be trying to squeeze in quarterfinal workouts over the course of a handful of days and finding the gym space and making sure that all of that can happen. That, that may be, that may be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that, but, but I, but I, I'm vibing with, as, as I said, as an athlete, getting, getting a chance to extend my own personal competitive season a little bit. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. The other big uh, component to this announcement, I, another, well, yeah. The other really big takeaway for the sport side is that the number of spots at semifinals changed around a little bit. So last year, if you were in the Europe, North America East or North America West semifinals, you were one of 60 men or 60 women. If you were one of the competitors at any of the others, Africa, Asia, South America, Oceania, you were one of 30 men or women. Now it will be 40 men and women across the board. Hmm. So to put okay. that into perspective, it's about one third fewer for the North America and Europe events and about one quarter more in the other events. Okay. So a little, a little shift around there. What do you think? I don't know if I'm smart enough to evaluate the implications <laughs> of that. Truly, I don't, you would, I think to really have an opinion on that, I would need to look at and understand the average scores around the world hmm. for the mm -hmm. past few years and what percentage of the field yeah, sure. moves on from the rest. Like to me, and, and this is like very much just like top of my brain because I'm mm -hmm. not smart in this stuff. I'm like, well, the, the top, how many people are going to qualify? Three to five, basically, depending on the region. I mean, last year it was anywhere from one up one to, to 12. Five, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. Yeah. So so if you're, let's just say one to 10. So if you're top 10 anywhere, to me, you're top 10 anywhere, whether there were 40 or 60 people in the field. Mm -hmm. and, and if we're, if more people are participating in quarterfinal, mm -hmm. then maybe mm -hmm. that scratches that competitive itch sure. versus you yeah. really, really want to get to semis, but you know, you're not going to move on or you're, you're yeah. going to finish last at semis. So, yeah, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. going to hear that new news and I'm like, cool, I'll watch and see what happens. Yeah, I think, I, I, I do think that it is, it is going to put a pressure on the CrossFit team to make sure that everything is buttoned up and, and well done in that sh in that transition from quarterfinals to semifinals, particularly in the Europe and North America regions. Last year, if the, and it, it, it's always a little bit dicey to make a comparison like this, but let me put it this way. Three games athletes, three athletes who qualified for the games last year out of Europe and the North America events would not qualify this year if they if everything was the same because they were outside of the top 40 heading into semifinals and that right. was that's what i mean that's yeah. the kind of data that i think you need to really know and understand in order to have a qualified opinion on this yeah decision. well so so it was actually so is yellow hosta rebecca vittison both out of europe and then yep. um, bethany flores formerly bethany shadburn, shadburn. Um, those yep. are the three individuals who would like likely given everything the same not be in semifinals so two two out of well all three of them amazing achievements but two out of the three of them actually were in the top 10 and 15 i believe at the game so 
The other big component to this announcement then was the expansion of the age groups at semifinals. So for example, for the master's divisions from 35 to 39 up to 55 to 59, that's now going to include 40 men and 40 women at the master's CrossFit games hosted by legends. So that's mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be calling it, the master's CrossFit games by legends. 30 men and women for the next group up 55 to 59 and then 20 men and women for the 60 to 64 and 65 plus remember it was 10 each in in previous years in those divisions so there's an expansion of opportunity there for you know what i misspoke i'm sorry it's 35 to 39 through 45 to 49 are 40 and 40 got it then it goes from 50 to 59 so those two groups 55 to 54 55 geez 50 to 54 59 i got you 30 men and women and then 20 men and women for the 60s and 65 plus yeah so more opportunities there we'll see how that plays out yeah i have seen again just thinking about the conversation surrounding some of this great opening up of opportunity for more folks slightly down the leaderboard but then i have heard some folks within the master's community to say that some of those divisions aren't that competitive once you get out of the top five, top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever it is. And so there's some some fear there that it could actually water down the competition a little bit. So I guess this is going to be a an opportunity to see how this works out. But that's the other big announcement along with the others we spoke previously. Oh, Nikki, 108 days until the open. No. We got uh-huh. our dates, the open 24.1, February 29th through March 3rd. And then the following two weeks after that, March 7th I, through the I 11th. I feel attacked, Joe. I feel and attacked. 14th through the 18th. No. no. We're, I'm going to help you out. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but we've got some other updates to go through first. Okay, tell me. Tier Wadapalooza. As we get closer to the end of the calendar year, we know Wadapalooza is coming up in January, and they have started to slowly roll out their athlete roster. Okay. First up, he's going to be definitely, definitely cataloging some frequent flyer miles. He's going to be going from the Down Under Championship to Dubai to Miami. It's Ricky Gerard. I don't understand. That is, (laughs) that amount of competition around the world in that short of a time, good on him. This is like a Danny Spiegel during sanctionals level of world traveling and competing. I can't remember. I think she did six sanctionals or something that year. Yeah, this might be more given the around the worldness of it all, (laughs) honestly. Yeah, no, good point. But second athlete announced, Danny Spiegel. Perfect. I feel Uh, I feel like Waza's almost her home court. She always does <laughs> there well there. She always mm-hmm. feels good there. She's a crowd favorite. I'm not surprised to see her going. Yeah, there. I do. I, I think that Wadapalooza is announcing a lot of a lot of crowd favorites here in the first batch. Although everybody who competes a, at Waza is a is a crowd favorite. But mm-hmm. Ricky Gerard, Danny Spiegel, third, Ariel Lowen, um, third fittest woman on earth currently had a good good showing at at Rogue. And uh, we'll be in Miami. And then the first team announcement, the Ombre Ombres. So this will be Chandler Smith and Noah Olson's third team competition of the offseason Madrid down under mm-hmm. next month. And then Guadalupe. And this time they'll keep Tola Marquino as their third member. 
they'll get a true they'll get a first crack with this roster of their team in, in australia and then they'll come back up to miami for so Wazza. fun so um, fun that's a group of guys that i love i love watching them compete they're just they just have a great time they're gonna have so much fun and you know that that tr- this truly is uh noah's um home court so That's true. I mean, yeah. he is uh beloved by the the fans there and and you can tell that he loves them so that's who we have so far on the roster and i expect to see more this week they also announced that they have been partnered with the pfaa and this is the first mm-hmm. competition to announce this level of partnership so i want to just mention what what they've said they said uh, via Instagram, so far, we've successfully implemented the following. Streamline athlete communications across multiple channels so athletes can stay more in the know with the event itself. Um, maintaining a real-time WAZA Q&A to address immediate concerns and commonly asked questions. Again, this is for athletes and the directors. And then integrated the season and procedural updates um, published in the 2024 athlete handbook for Waza. So there's going to be more going on, but to me what this indicates is a lot of communication and information moving back and forth between the athletes and the directors to I, I guess better prepare and and head off any miscommunications well in advance. I have a question that you may not be able to answer. I don't know how much information we have about this partnership, mm-hmm. but does that all of that extend beyond just the elite division? Will the PFA be handling communications between WAZA, its directors, and the other divisions? Because there are thousands of athletes yeah. participate, it feels. Yeah, I'm, that's a really good question. My immediate answer would be that in the in the announcement that tier Wadapalooza made, they they refer to this partnership as allowing them to create an elite competition experience for all athletes. So I don't know if there are representatives from other divisions helping out, but I think minimally the idea would be that the kinds of things that the PFAA is has worked out with the directors of the competition would be available to other athletes yeah. as well. The kinds of avenues of communication and and things like that cool one last thing about wadapalooza the gauntlet registration is open i Uh, hope john is listening mm -hmm. he crushed the gauntlet last year but yeah that that's going to be fun i love watching the community events they're so rad for folks who may not know the gauntlet is a way for spectators to get in on the action get down on the competition floor that involves an hour of workouts, several workouts back to back to back, and it's brutal. It's it's brutal. It's brutal, especially because a lot of folks are coming from like winter, cold weather areas down to Miami, and and they haven't been in eighty five degree heat with full sun mm-hmm. in maybe a couple of months, and they're not acclimated, and they just get out there on the on the surface on the competition surface and just roast yeah but also in the winter let's not forget that it is bulking season and many of us <laughs> right after the holidays peak fitness yeah right after yeah. the the halloween thanksgiving Christmas, exactly exactly um, well deserved yeah yeah so there you go registration is open so check out more information at the tier wadapalooza website and instagram cool some community stuff we did publish last week 
and this is for you, Nikki. Tips for getting ready for the open. These are <laughs> well, you gotta say it like that, Jill. Mm-hmm. I need are... all the tips I can get. These are not training tips so much as they're tips for everything outside the gym to oh, cool. that you can be working on now. And we'll get to some movements that you should be training or practicing based on the last well, since 2011, based on the last decade plus of data that we have on movements in the mm-hmm. open. But the article that we published last week was written by Tracy Tucker, who is the nutrition coach at Training Think Tank. And she works with elite level athletes as well as other coaches. And she put together a list of some things about focusing on recovery and nutrition, particularly working. Even now, we've got three and a half months ish working on dialing in nutrition, dialing in hydration, working on sleep quality. Sometimes sleep quantity is difficult because our lives are so busy, but working on sleep, practicing mindset training, managing your expectations, thinking about your expectations and and things like that going into workouts, practicing strategy and workout planning. My plan always is to start out hot, go fast (laughs) in the middle and finish hard. And it rarely works. I was going to say, does that work out for you? (laughs) (laughs) It rarely works. So I'm going to, I'm going to, that's something that I'm going to try to work on this, the next couple of months. I'm going to try to strategize my workouts and and all yeah. of that. So those are some great tips. Training intensity over volume. The vast majority over the years of our open workouts have been between like the seven and 14 minute range. So training within that framework, all of those things and many more are discussed in that article. So I'd suggest for folks to check that out from last week. Hey, I, I definitely need to go ahead and read that article because I'm beyond uh, <laughs> not ready and also not even thinking about it. So I think having a little bit of runway to think about some of the stuff that you can do to really put the hay in the barn, as they say, <laughs> is probably really smart. Uh, things like sleep, things like hydration and nutrition. Yeah, Joe, thank you so much for bringing these headlines to us. There is so much going on right now in the world of CrossFit. And truly, I feel like it's all stuff that could change on a daily basis. It so appreciate like it. you guys. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys over at the Morning Chalk Up helping us digest the information that especially the information that CrossFit HQ sort of releases about the upcoming season, even even what these competitions are releasing in terms of their athletes and their partnerships. Sometimes it feels like a fire hose of information. So you guys do yeah. a really great job of of just digesting it for us and giving us a top bullet point so that we can <laughs> enjoy the mm-hmm. season as spectators and fans with a good understanding of what's coming down the line. Well, thank you, Nikki. I really appreciate that. We do try really hard. Yeah, I know you guys do. You work really (laughs) hard at it. Thank you also very much for coming on the podcast this week. And thank you all for listening to this edition of The Weekly Buzz. If you want any more information on these headlines, please check out the Morning Chalk Ops website or their Instagram where they link to all of their articles. And we will chat with you guys soon.